Hello and welcome to the Grace Auburn Church Podcast. My name is Lee Cadden. I serve as host to this podcast and as executive pastor here at Grace Auburn Church. We are continuing in a series and we're, we're, we're working towards the end of it now, uh, asking our staff to share with uh, you, the family of Grace Auburn, and anyone that you may share these podcasts with, of what was it like when the Lord called you, led you into vocational ministry, and who was there along the way applauding the Lord's calling, saying yes and amen to the Spirit's leading that brought you into vocational ministry. And then if you think about the the wide array of experiences that people on our staff team have, both in uh, vocational work, uh, but also um, just in education and life experience, all of it really begs the question, you could do so many different things. Why would you want to work for a church? And so today's conversation with Carrie Gleemaker is no different. She has held um, so many different roles and positions in churches over the years and has served in a variety of capacities in parachurch work, uh, as well as uh, the church, uh, both here in Auburn, uh, but also formerly in Cincinnati, Ohio. She and her husband, Dave, have been with us for many years now, and it's been a real gift and joy to have her on our staff team. She was the first person uh, that we hired uh, beyond myself uh, and Matt uh, in the beginning days of planting this church. She came on staff with us in the middle of 2020, right as we were gathering again for worship uh, after things were shut down for a season during COVID. And um, it has been such a blessing to get to know her, uh, to get to hear her story again, afresh in a, in a unique and new way with some more details. And so if you've not yet met Carrie, don't know her, I think you're really going to enjoy this. This is the Grace Auburn Church Podcast and my conversation with Carrie Gleemaker. Hey, we're here today continuing on in our conversations with our staff, asking a handful of questions really revolving around how did you get where you got today? Today, I'm joined by the one and only Miss Carrie Gleemaker. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you, Lee. We joke often, um, you and I do, that your job description and mine have changed more than anybody mm-hmm. else's since yep. joining this staff team. And I think that's evidence of being number two and number three uh, yeah. that are hired on into the, into the life of a church plant. I came on uh, about... Let's see. Let me do the math. I came on in January of 19. You came on our staff in June of 2020. Right. So lovingly, um, right in the midst of COVID and us trying to find what does normal look like for us as we start up a church. But your vocational ministry is began well before that, uh, your involvement in the life of a local church and staff teams of local churches. Uh, just to set up our conversation today, I've, I've been having these conversations with our staff and asking two primary questions. The first is, wherever you were, take us back to the moment where you felt without a w- w- beyond all doubt that the Lord was calling you into vocational ministry. And the question that I've tried to angle on that is, who was there? Like, who was there saying, yes, I see that in you, yet confirming over and over again who was the voice? What was the voice? Who was the voice that was confirming your calling into vocational ministry? And that could be a handful of folks. And then, you know, with your experience, background, passions in life that take you from France and all the way back to here, you could do a whole host of things. Why would you want to work 
for a church? Why would you specifically want to work for this church? So that's where we're going to land. Uh, let's go all the way back to you share with us and start the story wherever you'd like to pick it up of I'm doing this job. The Lord called me into this. Who was there then? Tell us that story of the confirmation of the Lord's calling you into vocational ministry. Okay. Um, I would say that it really began um, in my calling to be an educator. Yeah. Um, I, I have an undergrad degree and then a master's in kind of two different subjects, which I did intentionally so that I could be more versatile mm. in my teaching. Um, and right out of grad school, into marriage, started teaching at a private Christian school in Charlotte, North okay. Carolina. And I love that. Um, and that is who I am. I'm an educator by heart. Mm. That is just what I love doing. And um, fast forward a little bit, um, we started our family, moved to Cincinnati. One of the things I found as a mom and as a woman was I felt like um, that part of me had been put on the back shelf mm. while I was raising my kids, and um, I needed um, I needed an outlet. I needed a place where I could still use my gifts. And all the moms just said amen yes. listening to this podcast. And, um, and it was really hard because, you know, my kids were born in the generation where it was it was good to be a stay-at-home mom. And I loved that, mm. that opportunity that I had because I, I understand not everybody can do that. Yeah. And it was a sacrifice for our family for me to be able to do that. But I knew I had to be involved in some other things. And um, so we had landed at a church in the suburbs of Cincinnati and... Um, I'm the type that if somebody says, hey, we need something, I'm like, I've raised my hand. <laughs> and um, so they were looking for somebody to come on uh, the women's board. And so I did. And my role on that women's board was to set up child care for the women's Bible study and then also look at beginning a new mother's ministry mm. at our church. I had already been involved in that mother's ministry at another church. And so um, that was my role. And so I naturally became involved um, with the women at that church, with the leadership at that church as I set up childcare. Mm. Um, I uh, was doing that, then also helping this ministry get started. I was leading that. And um, two different moments that really stick out to me um, <clears throat> of voices um, affirming who I was and how God wanted to use me was my mentor. Okay. And she said to me, um, and I'm going to say her name because I'm going to send this to her. Do so it. she she knows um, her name is Linda Prince. And we had asked her to be our first mentor mom for this mother's ministry that we were a part, we were starting. And she and I got very close and, and literally she was my mentor and remains one of my mentors to this day. That was over 30 some years ago now. But anyway, um, she said to me, she said some people, and she was meaning women, she said some women can juggle one ball and they do really well at that. Mm. Some can juggle two, some, some can juggle three. She said, but Carrie, you can juggle many balls. Mm. And that has is how God has wired you. And you're not 
fulfilling what he has called you to do unless you're juggling all those balls Mm. and you do it well. And that has been so life-giving to me because I can, and that is how God has made me. And so for me to only juggle one ball just feels like I'm, um, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not as, um, as joyful, as complete, um, in all the things that he wants me to do, because sure. that's how he's created me. Now, not everybody is like that, right. and that's okay, um, but we have to figure out our lanes, you know. But that was a gift that she gave me, because that opened my mind and my heart to things that started to come down the road for me. I think there's something to be said for someone calling out of you. Oftentimes, mentors, older believers in our lives can see things before we can see them. Yeah. For them to call out the reality of, here you are, you may have even, as a mom, felt like you were a former educator no longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're an educator as a mom, but you're no longer in the workplace. You're now doing that in the home for her to say, hey, this and this and this. These are all things that you've, you're gifted in. And for somebody to see what we can't see oftentimes in a moment, especially a moment of needing clarity of like, should I do this? Mm -hmm. Is it going to take me away from the things that are most important? Really was the Lord's kindness to you absolutely to say, hey, I've equipped you. Your capacity is not yet full. Right. Yeah. So step into this. So carry us on from there. And I will say, too, that my husband also affirmed that as we sat and talked about me taking on other roles outside the house. And most of those at that time were volunteer roles. He he saw the same thing in me. Mm. Um, And so he we really set things up as a partnership that it wasn't just me being in ministry. We as a family were in ministry together. And um, he has always been very supportive of that. And and I couldn't have done the things I've done had it not been for him, his support. Yeah, uh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, Then there came a moment at our church um, where uh, they were looking for somebody to be the director of kids ministry. And, Never crossed my mind. Never <laughs> in a million years. I, I don't. I don't even know if I knew exactly what they were looking for. Sure. Um, but the executive pastor called me into his office and he said, um, "Hey, have you ever thought about doing that?" And I was like, "What? <laughs> no." Um, and he said, "Well, I want you. I'd really like you to pray about it, mm. but." I'd also like you to consider submitting your resume mm. for this. Yeah. And so I was I was stunned, honestly. I that was not I did not grow up in the church. Mm. And so words like VBS, I had no idea what those letters meant, yes. what they stood for. I had I did not grow up going to church as a child, so I had no idea what that meant, what what that even looked like. Mm. And um so I went home, talked to Dave about it, prayed about it, put in my application, my resume, and was called in for um, an interview. Um, interestingly enough, uh, the elder who was part of that hiring team was Carrie Bradley. Yes. If you don't know Carrie Bradley, he's one of our elders, a true gift to this church. Their stories go all the way back to yeah. Cincinnati. Keep going. Yeah. So um, I interviewed. Um, they really liked um, what they heard. 
But they asked me, they said, okay, but you're a mom with three little children. Mm-hmm. How are you going to work this? Yeah. And so they asked me to come up with a plan. And so I interviewed other uh, local church ministries, kids ministries, yeah. talked to different people, women, and they kind of helped guide me on that. And so the next interview, I went in with a full plan on how we could do this with me being a mom of three little children and mm-hmm. what that would look mm-hmm. like. And off we went. And so I did that for uh, um, probably close to 10 years, wow. maybe. Um, still also involved in this other parachurch um organization, part of leadership there. Um, And it was during that time that I realized um, I love kids. I I obviously love kids, but I really loved organizing and making sure people were in the right place um, and making sure that what we had set up was safe and um, that really that the parents would have the freedom, feel the freedom to drop their kids off and go worship together, mom and dad, worshiping together if possible. Yes. And um, so it there was a shift probably at the end of that where I realized really my heart was more um, more towards the parents sure. in some of that. And um, I was grateful that I had a staff that really were good with the kids part. But um, eventually I moved out of that role um, as the director of grace or <laughs> uh, director of kids at Hope Church and um, went to work for the parachurch organization and was over the the north and southeast of the United States in equipping women to be leaders. And that is really kind of my heartbeat. My real passion is equipping women, um, whatever season of life they're in, to be all that God has called them to be. Um, That you don't, if you, if you don't want to put it on the back burner, you don't have to. I'm willing to walk with you and help you see what it is that God has for you at whatever season season of life you're in Mm. and um and just encourage you and bring you resources and get people around you that can help you just really flourish i've seen so many women um really blossom in different stages of their lives because there are other women around them saying yes you can do this this is how god has wired you let's go for this you know So you guys, you have a mentor and Dave who are saying yes. And every step along the way, you step into roles that are needed and asked of you. Mm -hmm. As an executive pastor who has approached numerous young moms with children and has (laughs) asked questions over the course of the life of this church, hey, would you consider doing this? Uh, And a lot of those moms faithfully praying through it saying, absolutely not. That is in no way, shape, or form uh, a ball that I want to juggle right. at this season of my life. Mm-hmm. I love the vision. I love the heart of it. We've had moms come in and serve faithfully for a season and then go, hey, we're in a new season and yeah. we need to step fully and only into the life of our home with what God is doing there. Uh, and then to have recently had several new um, young moms joining our staff team uh, to help lead our children's ministry now who are where you were then right. exactly. answering the question, and answering a call from the Lord to serve a local church that is in need of not just a person, but the right person to mm-hmm. lead in this next 
and right season. So you did that at Hope Church. Uh, how long were you on staff at Hope? Ten years? I, I was about ten years and then worked for this other organization, worked for another parachurch organization, and then found myself back on staff at Hope Church. Okay. Um, and that that was, again, a very unique season of life. Um we, our kids were older now, and um, as they got older, their problems and the circumstances we found ourselves in were very different and needed a different um, mom at that season. Mm-hmm. Um, but being on staff at the church was actually a gift for me yeah. to be a, surrounded by other believers who knew me, knew my family, knew what we were going through, and could love me well during that season. Mm. And um, so I don't know how much I gave at that point as much as I received. Hey, yeah. um, but even then, uh, I took a second role, a different, I let go of one role at Hope um, because my boss said to me, hey, have you considered there's an opening for this? Have you considered that? And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? And she said, I really, you know, as much as we loved working together, she said, I feel like it is not right of me. The Lord has said to me, you need to ask Carrie Mm. if she's interested in this role. And so I stepped into that role, which was um, I was the um, assistant director of adult discipleship and held primarily the women's ministry at that point. All right. So you hold that job. And at some point, by the grace of God, you end up coming back to Auburn. Walk us through the journey of... You're deep, deep into the life of a local church. Your husband has a job that uh, we'll just say he absolutely loves and he's mm-hmm. good at. And uh, is life is life is not mediocre in Ohio. Right. Life is full. Mm-hmm. It is rich. It is it is all the things. Share especially for those who may not have had the chance to sit down and hear from you over coffee. And if you are a lady in this church or or a husband and wife that would like to get to know Carrie and Dave, you should absolutely do that. But if you've not, if someone's listening to this and has not heard your journey from Mason, Ohio, now here in Auburn and just sees you here, sure, share that part of the story in terms of how the Lord brought you guys here. Yeah. So um, I went to Auburn for my master's and um, loved it. I loved Auburn. Dave was um, finishing his undergrad at that time, so he had been down here. We we both loved Auburn. Um, but, uh, again, the Bradleys were, were really good friends with the Bradleys in Ohio, and um, my daughter um, had some learning disabilities, and their oldest daughter – um, would come and pick up my daughter and take her and read out loud. They would read out loud to each other. Mm. And my daughter was in elementary school, probably like third grade, and here's this high school girl coming to pick her up. You yes. know, So it was really helped with a lot of self-confidence. And so when Amanda came to Auburn, the Bradley's oldest daughter, my daughter Emma and I decided we we're going to come down and visit Amanda every year. And in the back of my mind, I'm also thinking, I want Emma to go to Auburn. So we would come down and we'd love on Amanda and take her out with her friends. And Emma would stay in the dorms and do all the things. Mm -hmm. And so Emma ended up loving Auburn. And um, so she really, really wanted to come to Auburn. Um, Well, in, in part of that transition, 
the Bradleys had decided to go ahead and move to Auburn. Mm. And so Emma got in, and as the Lord would provide, her dorm was literally almost across the street from the Bradleys' house. So she could go over there, do her laundry. It was a great uh, comfort for Dave and I, knowing that there was somebody close. We were eight hours away. Um, that could be there for Emma if she needed anything. And they already knew her, loved her. So Dave and I started coming down to Auburn (laughs) while Emma's here. And, you know, I would make little side comments about, you know, we should – we should move to Auburn. And Dave's like, we are not moving to Auburn so you can go to football games. That's just not, I don't think that is what God is calling us to. I'm like, okay. So time goes by, Emma graduates. Um, The Bradleys had been wanting us to move down here, trying to find different reasons. And, you know, none of those um, were what we made sense to us. But also we in 2019, found ourselves in a season of life where we had launched our children, um, a couple of them for the second time, (laughs) and really felt the freedom for the first time the Lord was opening our eyes to what maybe was next. Um, We had been through a lot. We loved our church. We'd been through the good and the bad there, Um, had very close friends, loved everything. There wasn't a good reason to leave. Mm. And, but we felt the Lord just opening it up. And, um, so, uh, I kept, the Bradleys told us about, they were going to this new church and, and, um, you know, telling us stuff about it. And so they, they worked it out that, um, Grace Auburn was at a place that needed to look at starting how to set up kids ministry. Well, and if you're following, you're tracking, Carrie Bradley was the elder that hired me mm-hmm, to do mm-hmm. great, uh, kids ministry. So he said, hey, how about I set up a meeting with you and the leadership at Grace Auburn, and you can come down and share how to set up a kids ministry. And I'm like, sounds great. Lord is so kind and generous. It was the weekend that Auburn was in the Final Four <laughs> in basketball. And so I came down. Dave could not come. He was visiting our daughter. And so I came down by myself, um, met with you and and Matt and your wives and a couple other people. And we did a training. Yep. Um, I went to church that night. That's when you all were still at Trinity. Yes. And then I went to the Bradley's community group on Monday night. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I love this. Mm. I love this. And so I went home really hyped. But I knew that um, that Dave needed to experience what I had experienced. Sure. And so I asked him if he would come down and meet with you guys and do the same thing I did. Go to a service, go to a community group, you know. And, yeah. and so he did. And I told him, I'm not going to go with you because I can influence you. You know how much I love Auburn. (laughs) And so he did. He came down. He walked around this building. You weren't in it yet, but because he likes that kind of stuff. And and he went to a service, and he went to community group, and he came home, and he said, okay, let's start praying about this. Mm. And so we did. we we totally felt the Lord um, say it's it's time for you to go, mm. and so we came down for a football game in August or September. Came down on a Thursday, bought a house down here, 
and then went back and shared um, what we felt like God was calling us to help be a part of this church plant. And um, Hope Church was amazing. They... Honestly, there wasn't anybody there that was surprised that I would go back to Auburn. Um, But it also was so cool to see them, because Hope definitely has a vision of sending people. And so they really embraced this, that we're going to send you guys there. And they commissioned us. And Matt did a video, and it was amazing. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. It was just amazing. Now... Please know, I came down here, no job was offered. Right. I came down totally to be a part of just helping this church get started. When did y'all move? We moved in December of 2019. December of 19, and uh, came just the Lord saying, go. Yeah. And be a part of what God yep. is doing there. We, I, the, all of the memories of that season are so sweet as we considered, not, not just Lord... Would you would you establish this? That was absolutely a prayer. But God, would you bring this person, this person, the right people at mm-hmm. the right time? And even though our growth curve is different now, and we continue to grow in what we hope is a healthy way, then I mean, we were growing by one person yeah. at a time. Mm-hmm. And this family, Lord, if if they could be here with us, they would be such a gift. God, would you do this and bringing you from you you and Dave from Ohio and other families from the Carolina like the Lord bringing people from literally all over the world to start something here mm-hmm. that was as much part of y'all's story as anything else yeah yeah absolutely and it made so much sense mm. you know when when the Lord said you're free to go yeah um, he not only said you're free to go but he showed us where to go mm. And in his just love and mercy, allowing, I never thought I would get, be able to come to Auburn and live in Auburn. Yeah. That was never on my radar. I joke, we joked about it when I was in college here. Like we picked out where our parking spot would be, you know, so we could come <laughs> on weekends for games. But the fact that I get to live here yeah. and I get to be a part of, first of all, this church, which is just, um, it's been so beautiful and such a, a gift, um, very similar in a lot of ways yeah. to Hope Church. Yeah. When we started there, they were, they were fairly young. Um, but to be on the kind of the ground floor yes. of this, and, um, but yet knowing the experience that I had that I could bring in a variety of ways, um, yeah. hence my job description being so different all the time, <laughs> um, because I had been part of a, a church yeah. and in the inner workings yes. of a church. You guys came in at such a unique time and season. We had just moved into this building maybe f- five months before you guys got here. Not not when you were visiting. You visited right. Trinity Lutheran. We moved in. In the summer, uh, we're, we're recording these podcasts this summer uh, at 720 East Glen, and you came in as the Lord was bringing, starting to bring all kinds of folks. Right. And it, at the time, it's Matt and I on staff, lead pastor, executive pastor, really with no job descriptions. Yeah, Just, yeah. hey, <laughs> we're hoping this thing's still here in a year. God, we're going to be as faithful as we possibly can to the gospel and yeah. to the vision that you've given Matt and now the elder, 
which was Carrie Bradley yeah. <laughs> and and uh, the two of us on staff. God, would you establish this work that we might continue to do it in Jesus' name? And as things are ramping and growing and we're excited, March of 2020 and all things COVID. And I, I've made this comment to numerous people. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast <laughs> and you're not in Alabama, let's say you find yourself listening to this in a more densely populated area in any other area of the country besides the Southeast. COVID was very unique for everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, COVID was not very difficult here for us. Uh, I I think even, I mean, while while I don't want to diminish loss of life and trauma and care uh, that that was needed, desperately needed by healthcare professionals, my wife being one of them, here in our community, we had friends that were doing church revitalization in Brooklyn Mm -hmm. at the exact same time. Yeah. Um, We have friends that were leading churches that lost, you know, 20% of their body to COVID. And so... For, but for us in Auburn, we had to find what, what was new and normal for us in that season. And when we came out of it that summer, um, and we weren't out of the pandemic, but we were out of full lockdown and began meeting for worship in our parking lot that mm-hmm. summer, um, we recognized that, if, as the, that the church had made it through that and we were continuing to grow. We were meeting people via Zoom that were finding our church through a very poor version of online church that Matt and I were recording on my phone. And we find ourselves meeting new people and in need of, God, we can't quite get our arms around all this right now. And so when I think about the creation of your job description, the first version of it, and we can go through however many versions of it there were, but... We, we called it ministry coordinator because we really needed a tremendous amount of administration. And as you said, putting all the people in the right places. Mm-hmm. And as a gift to this church, God brought you with <laughs> years and years of experience trying to get the right people in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And that was everything from scheduling kids volunteers to what does Sunday need to look like Mm -hmm. with we can now make coffee and we can worship on Sunday mornings and all those things. And so I want to wrap this conversation as you've come onto our staff team and now you've gone from ministry coordinator really uh, with uh, a huge focus of that being on the the guest experience and hospitality over the course of this last these last few years. And previous to that, coordinating all things kids with one Laura Bradley kind of handing that Mm -hmm. off and then handing that off to our first full time or part time staff person, Grace Kids coordinator or Grace Kids director. We find ourselves now with you in a position of leadership towards women mm-hmm. once again. Yep. And God having brought you to a place and brought us to a place as a church and needing someone to provide focused pastoral care, shepherding, teaching, equipping, encouragement, mm-hmm. all the things in the life of this church for the women of this church. And so I'm going to ask this question, yes, around Grace Auburn in general, but really about the role you're in now as women's ministry director. You could do that anywhere. Mm-hmm. You could do that in another parachurch organization. Mm-hmm. You could do that. I mean, you are qualified to do that in any number of arenas and venues, and yet you are here with us. Mm-hmm. And so my question is, why in the world? 
would you want to work for this church? Mm, yeah. And, and again, uh, it wasn't something that I necessarily came and asked. No. Uh, I remember meeting with you and you saying, hey, and again, it's just the way God has done it sure. in my life, right? Um, he equips and then he calls. Yeah. And that's for sure been my story. Why do I want to do it here? Um, why in the world? Um, because I love this church. Mm. I love the people. I love, I love the big C church. And I love Grace Auburn Church. I love the women of this church. Um, I love women in general. I think, um, again, there we're such uniquely gifted creatures yeah. that um, that I I just love encouraging and pulling on that and helping to develop that, but also helping to develop relationships, healthy mm. relationships with other women. Um, to mentor and encourage other women. Mm. Um, it's a beautiful cycle if you can get it going well. Um, but the women of this church, whether they are um, college age um, in, or whatever season of life, the, there are some incredible women. Yeah. And the fact that I get to be um, part of what God is going to do in their life it's an amazing ride, mm. and I'm so humbled that he is allowing me to walk alongside yes. um, some of these amazing women. That's so good. Well, you and Dave are a gift to this church. Mm. Thank you. So, so thank you for saying yes time <laughs> and time and time again. Um, from the very beginning of your story all the way to now, I'm amazed at God's faithfulness. So, yeah. Carrie, thank you for this. This conversation has thank been a you, gift to Lee. me. Thank you for being here. I've enjoyed it. On behalf of the Grace Auburn Church family, thank you for listening to the Grace Auburn Church podcast. If you'd like more information about partnering with us and our mission or ways that you can get connected, please go to our website, graceauburn.church.